Do you feel like you've had a bit of a pivot in your business lately? Hi, I'm Candace, and over the last six months, I spent 300 hours talking to clients in eight different countries. I asked the question, how can I serve them even more? And the Align Your Business Summit was born. I handpicked 16 powerful, heart-centered business entrepreneurs, conscious leaders, and visionaries to help support you in your pivot with their wisdom and lots of free gifts. Please join me for the next 16 days here on the Intuitive Business Podcast for your first step to move into the next level of you. Speaking of steps, step number two is sign up for my free gift of a live group Akashic Record reading. All you have to do is go to bit.ly forward slash align summit to sign up for emails that will lead you to your free gift, a live group Akashic Record reading where you too can ask questions from the wisdom of your soul. See you there. Desi is a social services company, nonprofit status, that works to help individuals with developmental disabilities in achieving their goals. Goals in independent living, community integration, and supported living. My name is Elizabeth Genzo and I'm the founder of Desi. I went to school and got my degree in child development because my daughter Desiree was born with a disability. I needed to help her flourish and become as independent as possible. This is hard work. You know, being mm -hmm. a mom of uh, a child who either is nonverbal, yeah. you're always thinking what their needs are. So tell me a little Absolutely. bit about how you started this and uh, how you started this organization and why. Because I, I remember I watched the video and I heard, you know, about Desi, your mm -hmm. daughter. So. Yes, that's right. <laughs> When she was born, uh, she was born extremely preemie, premature. She weighed a pound and a half. So that's, you know, grams. It's 715 grams. And so um, when she was born, they said, you know, not to expect too much from her, that she would never achieve what, what an, a typical normal developing person would be achieving. And... And it was at that moment that I decided that, no, she is going to achieve and she's going to be just like everyone else. And everyone's going to accept her for who she is, just like everyone gets accepted in, in this community. So um, I, you know, I had to switch gears. I usually, um, my background is in finance and it's you know, very black and white. So I had to do something totally different. And um it was so weird because, you know, she had a lot of struggles. Her first five years of life, I was in and out of hospitals. I mean, I was on a first name basis with the nurses at the hospitals. I was in the, in the, I was in the nursing, um, in the nursing, uh, I guess, break rooms. I was uh, just one of the crew. I think from there, I started to notice that I needed to change perspective and my whole, my whole life was going to have to change from there. And, um, I started uh, looking up how to help her develop more normally with her typical peers. Uh, I was presented a a segregated a segregated um, place for her to go to and learn, and I just was not going to accept that. 
I said, I wanted her to go to a regular typical Head Start program. And um, they were very resistant because of the fact that she wasn't potty trained because she had a G-tube, you know, she had a lot of medical needs. And I said, no, we're going to do this. And it's her legal, I use this word. So all the time, it's her legal right to do it, you know, and it's like, good for you. Good for you. so uh, along that, you know, so she started to develop and we started to notice that she did have a lot of delays, a lot. And then, you know, a lot of headbang, a lot of beha- atypical behaviors of someone with autism and epilepsy and all that good stuff. But um, along there, I just, I started to, re- you know, this is back before the, you know, URLs or the internet was in or Google, Dr. Google. So I started going to the library and I started to read about child development and how to help her. And, and um, <clears throat> by the time the agency that came out to see her, uh, she was already almost four years old, almost four, and she was ready for school. And they said, you know, you have all this equipment and you have all these services already in line for her. How did you do it? And I thought, you know, I, I'm very resourceful. And I said, I just read up on what to do. And, and I used all my um, contacts at the hospital and I called whoever I could, my council person. I never even picked up the phone and talked to a council member before her, you know, <laughs> and, um, and, and started to learn that there are a multitude of resources out there for people with intellectual disabilities. And so from there, my whole career started. And the name of the organization that I first met with is called Regional Center. And it's, um, they are a nonprofit organization as well, but they're funded by the State Department of Developmental Services in California. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, you know, we need more parents like you. We have a pilot program going on. Would you like to be part of it? And I said, well, I don't have a degree in, in, in psychology or, or social work. And they're like, no worries. It's a pilot program for parents. It's uh, advocacy training. We will train you. So there was, there was my door in, you know, and I, and I worked for them for 15 years. And I, when I was there, I, I got my degree. They assisted me in um, all these in-services and trainings. And I just became a great advocate for her. Fast forward, I started to see that... Um, what I was looking at, all the clients that I had were in segregated sites. Mm-hmm. All along this time, I have my daughter in a in t- totally mainstream, integrated setting. And I thought, when she gets out of high school, there isn't going to be this out there for her, an integrated setting for her. And, and, and I said, you know, I went to my supervisor and I said, you know, I don't think this is what I want for her. I don't want these organized, these other agencies for her. Well, this is what we have right now. I said, no, I said, I'm going to develop an agency. I'm going to develop an agency that will cater to people who are in the same mindset that I am. And um, I'm going to quit my job <laughs> and, and, and do my business. And so there I divide, I developed DESI, Designated Exceptional Services for Independence. And um, it's a rather long name, but I wanted to keep it DESI and I couldn't figure out like what it was an acronym. Okay. So what do we put in the middle? So my son said, my son, Jason, her older brother said, we're going to name it this. And I said, that's a long name. You know, don't worry about it. All you have to do is write, you know, your logo can be DESI, D period, E period, S period, I period. Don't worry. We call her DESI. Her name is Desiree. So I'm like oh. very fitting, very befitting. It would be perfect. And from there we started and you'd be surprised back in 2008 when we started, um, 
of course, that was a time of recession and everybody looked at me and said, you know, are you crazy? You know, what are you doing? You have a stable job and you are just going to go out there. And, and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I took my money from my 401k and started the business and started with like two, two clients, two employees, myself and, you know, uh, my daughter, my older daughter. And from there now, we have close to 30 employees, over 60, fam 60 families that we work with on a monthly basis. And that's just not the, the client, you know, it's the subsystem of the family. You know, we, we have them and we have their, their siblings and brothers and mothers and um, their aunties, <laughs> their aunties. Yes, yes. And so we're, we're we, you know, we're doing all that. Along the way, though, we've we've really expanded into other areas like we've got a food pantry because some of our clients living on their own or some of our clients with their families needed something. And so we um, we develop, you know, we partner with the local food bank here and um, we have that. And sometimes some of our clients needed some work. They needed some work, some work attire. They wanted to go to work. They wanted to find a job. And we're like, we need to figure out like how we're going to get you some ties and suits. So we partnered with, um, uh, there's a local uh, outlet out here. It's called the Citadel and Van Houston, Columbia, you know, they, they have donated their, their, I guess, last season's uh, attire to us. And that's how we clothe our, uh, our clients who want to go look for a job. Oh so we have a thrift and then that kind of like organically grew into a, a thrift store and we have like gently worn clothing. We have um, furniture and just, just a whole bunch of other stuff, you know? So yeah. And, and here we are, here we are feeding everyone. And we got, you know, we got a van donated a few years ago from the County of Los Angeles. And so in this moment, I'm just holding my heart and I'm honoring the fact that mm -hmm. you trusted yes. this journey, because mm -hmm. I, I have to be honest with you when you said that you went into your 401k and quit your job, like something viscerally just went, ouch, like talk mm -hmm. about being brave and trusting. Plus the thing I want to add to this, that people probably aren't understanding unless they are a mother or an auntie of a special needs child is that behind the scenes, you're dealing with sometimes behaviors with an autistic child, trying to communicate, dealing with food issues that they might be having. Um, I know with my cousins, there's a lot of physical damage in the home. You know, he's a, a really big boy. And if he's having a really bad headache, he can pull out a sink with one arm multiple Absolutely. times a day. So there's financial expenses that most people don't have with damages of cars or antennas. <laughs> My nephew really like, it's like park in the other side of the driveway. If you like your antenna, you know, there's right. things, but then the Schwann truck would come and he likes opening all the doors. So, you know, there's challenges that we don't, it's rough. It's rough. It's, rough. it's really rough. So you know, my cousin has scratches and bite marks all over yes, her body. Yes. Yes. And, oh yeah. You know, oh. and that's, that's, this is just, yeah, this yeah. is like at you, you know, this is just their life. Right. So mm -hmm. I want to share with you what this woman potentially was going through on the back page while she's developing this 
you know, it's, it's not an easy life for a family, for the siblings, mm-hmm. for the parents, for the finances. And I just honor it. And I don't know how you did it. Thank you. I don't know how you did it. I don't know either. Grit, sheer grit. <laughs> All guts, no glory. Well, and, and you're I, I right. I think it's love. I think it, I, I don't. I don't think grit would even get us through all of this. I think a mother's heart, the warrior I, mother's yeah. heart. Love is something that I go through, and and I look at things. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned love. I'm doing a a segment right now. Uh, Me calls miracles. And I look at every, and I've been doing this. I decided for the longest time to look at everything through the eyes of love, because, you know, um, you have to not, you have to take away the judgment. You have to take away the, you know, the, the peering, the uh, condescending, the discord of everything that's going on. And it seems like, and, and it's so funny that you mentioned that Candy, because for the past three years, I have totally um, taken a different avenue of how I look at my business, how I look at raising my daughter, how I look at just my whole life. And I have had so many blessings and you're one of them. And I, and I decided to do the love and it's so cool because you're just proof positive. And maybe that's why I started getting teary eyed because changing my perspective and changing my way of being to, to, to a sense of love and looking at people with love, and just remembering that every meeting, every encounter, I always just take time first before that meeting. And I'm, I'm going to look at this with love. I'm going to do this with love. You know, I have to, because if I did, I, I really feel that if I didn't, I wouldn't have all these angels around me. It, this is just proving to me that um, I'm on the right path. You know, you I am are. definitely on the right path and I'm going to continue because, you know, we get burned out sometimes and whatnot, but you know, I just, I won't stop. I won't stop. And um, I have so many beautiful people that, that are part of my tribe and my team at the office. And some of these people don't even have um, family members with disabilities, you know, but um, they're there because their heart is really in it for us. And they, and, and I've had people not leave. We've been in business for, well, 2008. So what, 12 years now. And um, it's just been so much fun, so much fun. And, and um, just, just so it, it's also empowering to know that things are changing. Things are changing. Um, I started with what you call community integration and now our organization does a whole other thing, a whole lot of other things. We do supported living, um, supported employment, paid internships, um, but from community integration. And it's person-centered planning where we actually figure out like what's truly hap- happening, what's working for this person, what's not working for them. Most recently, there was a federal mandate that states that says everyone by year 2022 has to be integrated community. All day programs cannot be segregated. It all has to have an emphasis of community integration. And I thought, whoa, before it was poo-poo community integration. Now it's a federal mandate. How's that? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that is through the love of mothers who have been mm -hmm. fighting mm -hmm. so for their children so can you tell people how they can contribute because a part of these proceeds from this summit are already going to go but you know this may have touched somebody's heart and that they might want to help you with your mission and to see how important it is so tell us how they can either contribute uh, financially or if they're in your yes. area. So how does yes. that work? So we um, accept any type of contribution. So it could be monetary. It can be um, volunteering your physical strength to us at our food bank and in our, and your your ideas about if you have if you're a fashionista because I'm not <laughs> if you have any ideas for our thrift store or if you want to donate clothing we have um, a thrift store that's open Monday through Saturday from nine to five um, and we donate gently worn clothes we accept donated gently worn clothing. Again, um, if you want to donate at a food bank and your time is appreciated there, uh, we don't necessarily take food donations because we already have a contract with the LA Regional Food Bank. But if you want to donate your time there, that would be wonderful because we need people to help us sort, help us uh, um, pack our uh, care packages, picking up. It's brute strength. You have to be really strong for that one. And again, and then finally, yeah, monetary donations would really help with our clients who do live alone. We do provide a stipend to some of our clients who live on their own. We help them pay their rent we, because they can't make it on SSI alone. A lot of our money goes to their programs, the projects. Right now with COVID happening, we have had to um, up our game. And so we have provided iPads to some of our clients who don't have iPads, hotspots, all that good stuff. And all that has come with a cost, but you know, by the grace of God and everyone around us, we were able to acquire some money. I, I got a loan. So that loan's gonna have to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's keeping us connected. And that's what I wanted. I didn't want our clients to feel like they were disconnected and that they couldn't um you know, be part of DESI because they didn't have the, the, I guess the, the technical support and that's what we're providing to them too. So basically I think that would really help is, is if you have even some type of an iPad that you're not using anymore and we can donate it to a client, that's even a, a good idea to do. Exactly. And that just came to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought about that. How many of us have an extra device, even if it's not a hundred percent, like perfect there might be a little tiny scratch or yes. something but it, yes. it, it's still functioning so is there a link that they can make a donation mm -hmm. yes um desi's well there's donations the it's a paypal account and it's donations at desiserve.org okay so say it one more time donations at desiserve.org and DesiServe.org, the website, there is a donation button on there if you would rather go to the website. Um, it's D-E-S-I-S-E-R-V-E.org. So here we are today. I just wanted to thank you so much, Elizabeth. And this is such a beautiful thing, looking through the eyes of love of a mother. And let's help serve others by looking through the eyes of love with ourselves. And Thank you. Searching our hearts to see if this feels right to you to help with this cause. 
So thank you everybody for listening today. And thank you, Liz, for the work that you do in this world. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to CandiceHaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.